right, guys. We are recording in your shoes. What is this motherfucker doing? <laughs> so, just to let you guys in. We ain't ready. Like, totally not I ready. I didn't even have my head I have been on. sitting here for 45 minutes. <laughs> Listening to them have conversation on top of conversation on top of conversation and then say they don't have anything to talk about for the show. That's not what we said. So we didn't have any questions. I'm There's just a difference. start recording because these conversations have been getting too good. <laughs> and, and some conversations should not be they were recorded. They were PG-13. So the and language may deaf, have been PG. It might have been But the content... P. What's the oh G G, ooh so there was a joke on Wildin' Out, <laughs> where the guy was so he was already short, but the guy he was rapping against was shorter than him, so it's like four eleven versus five two, and the guy finally got to say a short joke, and the five two dude said uh. to the four eleven dude, <laughs> 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 he said, Kelly. "That was not- <laughs> you. You might be a gangster, but it's the lowercase G, and I thought that was so funny." All right. All right. So, Kelly. Holiday. So, I heard a question. Well, somebody wanted to ask you to answer. So, I'm going to have to sip some water first real quick before you (laughs) answer this question. Uh Uh-oh. He's about to ask you something. I'm waiting. (laughs) Ew. So. No. <laughs> All right. Quarantine, right? We've been in quarantine for how long? This is this March, a couples therapy April, question May, that you're about June, to blast out? July? No. August. But I'm sure it's gonna be on So we have been basically on quarantine for five months now, right? Yes. So with this we haven't been spending a lot of gas money because nobody drives very far anymore. People are working from home, mm-hmm. cooking a lot more. So, um, the question that the uh, person asked was, uh, are there any skills that you guys have been accumulating while sitting at home during quarantine? So... <laughs> <laughs> what in the hell? I figured what? out that vodka mixes great <laughs> with just about anything. Lately, I've been drinking it with root beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's your skill? <laughs> Fucking mixology? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. my God. <laughs> and. <laughs> and I've been doing the same thing with Brandy. I made brandy, brandy and brandy then like he's been it's not brandy it's bourbon yeah bourbon yeah and that tastes really good with root beer too um, <laughs> you almost can't taste the bourbon when you do the root beer right right like so, oh my gosh it's delicious I but like um, root beer. well you have, i've been yeah. putting my bourbon i have bourbon with ginger um soda like real ginger soda the one that bites yeah and green ginger tea. beer Mm. So, like, um, in all honesty, one thing that I have, I'm not going to, this is not a skill per se, but I've had a lot of time to reflect. And I think that, you know, 2020, 2020 is pretty much, you know, perfect vision. And I feel like all this is happening for a reason. 
because people have lost their way, you know, and to get, bring people back to clarity. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I just learned a lot about myself, even more about myself. Like, you know, you probably think um, when you are, you know, pretty successful in life that um, that you you're pretty in tune with yourself and your skills and and stuff like that you know what i mean because you've been doing it you know you're taking care of your family you're living well you know eating and you got a great job or whatever but yeah no no i i've got a lot of inner things that i've figured out that are not been resolved over all of these years that i've kind of been you know resolving within myself and but um one thing also that i appreciate is being able to really get to know my family because Mm -hmm. it's like um you know working and when like the kids schedules and stuff like that like i wasn't spending that much time with my family and you think that you know your kids but you really know them now you know Mm. and it's just really nice to see, really get to see all their different personalities and stuff like that and getting to know them and how they really respond in different situations and stuff like that. So, and even my husband over here, like, and when I thought that there could be no more, that it's as far as it can go, he is always reaching new limits. Mm. And that's what I have to say about that. Mm. I love you, babe. But no, it's very interesting. But it's just, you know, it's been a a real... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) But it has been very much a reality check over these months. But I really, you know, I've had that I'm not really going to disclose on here, but just some traumas in my life that I really thought that I was over Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. have figured out lately that it's, it's always been there and it's actually even though I didn't realize that it was that that was what was driving some of the decisions that I have made recently in my life and why Mm -hmm. I react to certain things the way that I do had to do with that, that it's just, it was just, you know, kind of, um, a relief Mm -hmm. to realize like, Oh, you know, this is there. And this is the reason why I'm thinking that way. Like, Mm -hmm. and I never, you know, connected it. But now that I have, you know, and I self, I do self therapy, FYI, you know, vodka and root beer. So, <laughs> but you know, how in the hell did we go from mixology <laughs> to? Well, to I this? was answering his question, right? As far as because his question was the new skills, uh-huh. and I was saying that it's not really a new skill, but I've. Well, I mean, I th- I, that's actually very better. interesting mm-hmm. because literally, I, I spent. It, it's I think when you slow down and you're not working, like you said, running kids, mm-hmm. you have so many damn kids and they have they do so many things and school, but outside of school, just all of their extracurriculars. I think as especially as mothers and no offense to fathers out there, but, you know, we're on 24 seven basically. And so I think if you have this time to. Spend, you know. Thinking about things that you try not to think about or Mm -hmm. don't even have time to think about. I think you can come to some conclusions about things. I have tried to spend a lot of time doing that because I, you know, 
I'm a, I am an analyzer when it comes, not when it comes to other people and what they say, cause I'm really bad about that. But when it comes to myself and mm-hmm. trying to figure out the reasons that certain things happen in my life or the reason that I am a certain way and my, I have a weird personality kind of, most people that know me like me, but they don't know, like there's a, you know, a part of me that I don't like mm-hmm. that is very, very anxious and uptight. And mm-hmm. I, that's part of the reason that I'm really good at my job because I'm, I try to be on top of shit all the time. But I tried to spend some time like figuring out like, why do I have some of the problems that I have? And I mean, I can't figure that shit out, girl. I don't know if I'm just not self-aware <laughs> enough. I'm like, I had a, I mean, I had a really good childhood. I mean, you know, there were things that happened in my childhood that weren't ideal, but everybody has that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they were scarring enough to like, I mean, maybe they were. Um, I don't blame my parents for like, I mean, I kind of, I guess I do kind of blame my parents for the way that I am because I can say like, oh, well, you know, my mom is similar in this way or my dad, mm-hmm. my dad was, is a major alcoholic and not in, a, in an abusive what? way to us. You don't know that? No. So was mine. Oh, know you know my thing. dad. I don't mm. know one thing about him, but. It's just um, functioning it alcoholics. It wasn't the alcoholic part. Yeah. Well, he, and I mean, you know, what's interesting is the, both of the times you've met him, because mm-hmm. you've met him twice, right? At the football game and at, at my birthday. Correct. Mm-hmm. He was loaded, but he stays like that if he's not working. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, and that is his personality. He's fun. Mm-hmm. He's jovial, like, but he's not responsible, mm-hmm. you know, um, but my mother is totally responsible because she had to be, you know, um, it was never, a th- uh, that's how we grew up though. He mm-hmm. was lo- always like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you can look at those things and go, well, I mean, that can affect and, and shape how you are and who you are, especially from an addiction standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I, not that I have any outward addictions, but just, I'm saying like, if you look at things that you're like hyper-focused on or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a weird. Com- we started this episode super weird. We're gonna have to go back and like adjust. It'll be fine. You know, this is just us getting back in the studio. You know, yeah. And we're talking, hoping y'all enjoying what we're saying. And then maybe we never know. We might be saying something that hits home for somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it might not have been their direct question, but just in listening, like, oh, you know what? And the light bulb turns on. So, yeah. I can't say Kelly since here. the quarantine been working out some magic stuff. Oh, my God. Will you stop talking? Turn <laughs> off your mic. <laughs> She's been it's very not, magical I, this Anyway, about to have a rated R rating on the podcast. Oh my god! Just magic. Must be magic. Do you believe? Well, since we're talking about all of our stuff, let's do um, some like fun. That was heavy, but let's do some fun like rapid fire stuff that's just like <laughs> that we don't necessarily have to give a big spiel about but. okay um okay just do two just do two or more okay <laughs> um let's see what did you want to be when you were little an oceanographer wow yeah i did that's Until fun 
Oh, I think I was in, I was in high school when that changed. Um, and it was like, I don't know. I can't remember. I know that it was like, it, I think they started kind of mainstreaming shark attacks more than. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Be, you know. Yes, we had a few summers of like. Yeah, and so that kind of gave me the reality of it because I used to want to swim, swim with sharks. All that was fascinating to me. Yeah. Like I was in fifth grade and a family friend took me to Hawaii and I went amateur scuba diving and that kind of put the nail in the coffin. Like, this is what I want to do. Like I was literally like swimming, like. Bitch. Down there in 900 feet of water, you know, wow. just in ocean life. And I loved it. But I want to say in third grade was when I wanted, like, said I wanted to be an oceanographer. I've, I've always been a water baby. I've loved to That's swim. Cool. I love the ocean and everything. Yeah. But the ocean, I always seen the ocean on TV. So that was the reason why I was so fascinating. And then when I did have the opportunity to go to Hawaii, it kind of sealed it. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. And then sometime in high school, maybe ninth, 10th grade or something like that, it was like my dreams went to shit when they started. I think it was like maybe that's when Shark Week started or yeah, something, you know. Probably. And then I was like, oh, you know. Forget it. This isn't, nah, I'm yeah. okay. So, yeah. But... I wanted to be a rockette. <laughs> what is that? You know about the rockettes. They're in New York City. They're at Radio City Music Hall. And they are the ones that do like the line the kick kicks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, don't you have to be like yes. a certain height? Very specific okay. rules. But I would would have fallen into those requirements back then. Mm -hmm. Like I'm five eight. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like you have to be between five six and five nine or something like that. I think it's or, five seven and six foot or six. It's one. pretty tall. They're tall. Yeah. So he done went from not knowing what it was to knowing the height requirement. Okay, well, I well, know I know I had oh, to boy. tell him all about the kicks. I had to do my little hand kicks. Yeah. Well, so I never, I had only seen the Rockettes on like TV. Mm -hmm. And then actually a couple of years ago, me and two of my friends went to New York for Christmas time at the, the very first week in December, which is like perfect because all of the, um, the windows are out, mm -hmm. like the Christmas windows, the tree is up and, and, um, radio uh, Rockefeller center. And then we did the Christmas spectacular at radio city music hall and saw the Rockettes, and I, it was amazing. And I took a picture with a Rockette. It was awesome. But, you know, I lived in New York for, like, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And there was an open casting call right after I had McKenzie. That, and I still was dancing at the time because I danced mm -hmm. for my whole life. And what kind of dancing? Not the fun kind that you you would like. <laughs> mm. But, I mean, if you're a dancer, you're a dancer. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, see, ever dancing, like choreographed dancing is yeah. what I was talking about. So yeah. that's my favorite type of dancing. I watch anybody do this. What was the first thing you said though before choreographed? C Sierra. Sierra. Yeah. Talking about the Sierra. Um, she's the actually a singer, but she dances. Oh, she's she also dances. a dancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't try out. So I still think Here it would be are. fun. But now I know that they don't really make very good money in, you know, in my 40s. That wouldn't have worked out. But anyway, okay. So okay. oceanographer and, and a, rocket. a rocket, and now I'm a realtor, and you're an accountant. Lord God. <laughs> so Riley walked up to me and said, "I know what my mommy does." I said, "What did your mama do?" She's a sensi seller. Oh yeah, well, I was yeah, like, small business owner, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You know your mama's an accountant too, right? 
She's like, what's that? <laughs> I said, well, that is a very important job, and your mom does that, and she's very good at it. And since she's selling, it's what she does on the side, so, so her second thing that she does. But do also know that your mama is an accountant, too. That's good. So I had to let her know her mama's Thank boss. you. Holiday, what do you do? I'm a thug. I sell drugs. No, no, he, he doesn't. Can't. Do you even know what he does? No, he does not. I have no idea what he does, so, but it's not selling drugs. I do know that. Um, so, but you work with computers. I, I'm a cybersecurity expert. Okay, is that true? Yes. Kelly's He's a cybersecurity <laughs> expert, but what does that mean? <laughs> well, I don't know what that's he does, the thing. I mean, you can't does. say what you actually do. Right. Okay. But okay. All right. But I also, thought I might I mean, throw you off guard with my rapid things. fire. I tell everybody oh. he's a professional hacker. That that's very close to what it is. Um, but I wanted to be a lawyer growing up, all the way up until I can believe that. I wanted to be a lawyer until about thirty-three. <laughs> okay. Then I was like, you're nah. like thirty-five. <laughs> 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 to be a lawyer right. yeah, I just, still, I when he grows just, up he's gonna be a lawyer yep. i just gave up that dream oh I my god i can't take it okay <laughs> let's move along <laughs> oh my god um who is your hero that's a hard one you asking me first i, I don't like that question you. okay i, got I can't it. say um if i have a hero I have a lot of... Holiday, do you have a hero? Dennis Rodman was my hero growing up. Because he had a woman in the bed and Carmen Electra came in and he said no, she he fell from my... the ceiling. Because <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> Dennis Rodman was my hero growing up because he was... He, did, he didn't care what people thought of him. Nope. Mm-hmm. And growing sure up the hell as a poor, very poor black kid... In Baseball Leesville, South Carolina. And he grew up with the same kind of thing, but in um, Oklahoma or Texas, Oklahoma. One of them, Texas. So um, with him being loud, outspoken, uh, it kind of helped me get out of my shell because I was and like. Holiday had all those piercings in his face at one I time. I had 17 too. piercings in my face. Oh my God, face. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's weird. But yeah, it was him being open and honest about everything about him. So yeah, it, it taught me. He he basically started me on the journey to where I'm at now to openly understand people, even if they don't think the same way you think or do the same things you do. Yeah, but just know that people are different. Uh-huh. Make so. America America, right, baby? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, you got a hero, Kelly? I don't, I don't either. So. I have some inspirations mm, yeah, though. Yeah. People who inspire me. But it's not anybody famous. It's like the people that inspire me the most are like, if I name them all, they, you nobody know would they know were. who they were. Well, I mean, I think for me, like, and most people who know me know that I'm Disney obsessed. Mm-hmm. And part of that obsession is actually Walt Disney himself. Mm-hmm. Now, I there's parts of Walt Disney that aren't... Um, great and there's parts of every person that aren't great Mm -hmm. um but the parts about him that really inspire me are just kind of like what holiday was talking about coming from basically nothing 
and being so like just innovative in the way he thinks. Mm -hmm. And so I try to, I don't try to be that innovative because I, I don't, I, a, I don't want to, but I think in everything <laughs> I do, I mean, that's a mean. lot of work, Yeah, but you know, I mean, in, in everything that I do as far as like customer care and marketing and things like that, I try to think outside the box just enough mm -hmm. to separate myself from the rest of the pack. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has, that is doing that with that kind of Walt Disney mentality behind it. Like mm -hmm. don't be, the same as everybody else, especially in my profession, there's like thousands and thousands of us in this small little city, um, you know, do things just slightly differently. So people remember you, you right. know? Yep. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I would say my mom, of course, because she's like the whole reason that we're alive. Yeah. Right. Moving on. You don't have anybody. You don't have anybody else still? You still don't have anybody? Like I say. Holiday's waiting like... for you to say his name. No, not me. Yeah. Okay, how about we move on? What is your biggest fear? Fear of rejection. Really? Yep. Oh, don't do real That's estate. something. That is something that I figured out about myself during the quarantine that um that like as far as even with social media and the reason why like I I'm sort of an introvert like yeah you know and I don't so put you don't myself have to, out there yeah, so you don't have to so yeah I don't want I don't I don't want to hear you know your opposing opinion mm -hmm. about what I'm doing or whatever and then it's the fear of um rejection as well as I'm a perfectionist so it makes it worse so I set standards to myself that actually keeps me um uh like I'm getting in my own way mm -hmm. in a sense. Yeah. So and that's something I'm working on. But anyway. Okay, good. Well, I have zero fear of rejection. So. Which is funny. Which I used to fear rejection, but then when you get in real estate you get rejected a lot. Mm -hmm. You get fired a lot. I mean it's insane, actually. So now it's just like the rejection filter that I used to have. It's still there, but it, oh, not very well. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. I like, for instance, I thought about this after the fact. I saw my cousin in the grocery store the other day. And he had mentioned to me like years ago, by the way, three mm -hmm. years ago or something. Hey, I might sell my house. Can you tell me what it's worth? And then we talked and he never did sell it and whatever. I don't see him a lot, even though he lives in my neighborhood. So he's going to know exactly who I'm talking about if he listens. But I said to him in the Publix, like we're trying to dodge people. We got our masks on. I'm with mm -hmm. Joe. I'm mm -hmm. like, yo, are you trying to sell your house or what? You mm -hmm. know, and he's just looking at me like, are you all right? You know, <laughs> like, aren't you in here getting your groceries? You know, right. and so. <laughs> Like, I, th I thought about it after the fact. I was like, yeah, it probably wasn't, like, the most ideal situation right. to bring that up. But I just, I wanted to know. So I asked, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and the answer was no, which isn't a rejection of me. It's just not the right time for him. But right. um, I think my biggest fear is actually flying, which we've talked about this oh a couple God. times. That, I don't that. know how that is your biggest fear and you faced the hell out of it last year. Yeah. Right. 
well, Xanax. But she was also like screaming yes. on the plane. I, not on the plane. I cried. I, I tried to figure out if there was a window in the airport I could crawl out of before. I, it was it, it was literally before funny, I, every time I get now. on a plane, every time I get on the plane, I have to come to terms with my own impending death. Mm-hmm. So it is literally like I'm going to die. I am walking myself to my death right now, mm-hmm. and I, I, that is how I feel every time I fly. Do you know how you got there? I did hypnotherapy, okay, a few years ago to try to help me not be scared of flying because I also have, like, wanderlust. I want to be everywhere. So mm-hmm. a few years back, we went as a family to California, and we did, like, this huge West Coast road trip, and that was the longest flight I had ever been on before I went to Europe. So. Mm-hmm. Before we did California, because I want my kids to also have those opportunities and I don't mm-hmm. want to pass down my what I know is not a real thing um, logistically down to them. And thankfully, mm-hmm. Mackenzie goes everywhere. She doesn't care on a plane. Keegan doesn't really love it. But um, when I had the hypnotherapy, they did two things. They they number one, help you to kind of like envision a safe and enjoyable flight mm-hmm. in your hypnosis but they also do regression therapy and or hypnotherapy and they that takes you back to try to figure out the moment where mm-hmm. you had you know where it went wrong mm-hmm. this sounds insane but <laughs> i should probably not Just even say it <laughs> It is insane. But that, okay, so she so she basically said like physically tell me how you feel when you're on an airplane and it, it is like physical pain t- from being so uptight. Mm-hmm. Okay, well think about the la- you know, first time you can remember having that physical pain from from the anxiety. And it actually all comes down to when I was in second grade. And I mean, I cried every night when I came home from school in second grade. And I'm telling you, this teacher fucking scarred me for life. Mm. Her name was Mrs. Deck. You probably can't <laughs> say that shit. I could probably I could tell you where the school was too, but um, <laughs> she had a reputation for being a mean ass bitch. Okay, mm-hmm. so I knew in first grade, if I don't I don't want Mrs. Deck, I want the other teacher. Well, I, I had didn't. One, I had a teacher like that too. I didn't get the other teacher. I got Mrs. Deck. And I'm going to tell you something. There were bathrooms in every classroom in this little school. Like the first mm-hmm. grade classroom and the second grade classroom had a bathroom. That little hallway in between mm-hmm. them. She said on the first day, "You will not be using the bathroom except for at specific times that I lay out." I can't tell you how many second graders peed their pants at their desk. Mm. Isn't that weird? Let these motherfuckers go to the bathroom. That is, like, ridiculous. Oh, my God. So I used to get... I was terrified of her. Mm -hmm. Terrified. There was a time where she actually pulled me out into the hallway because I guess my mom had come to the school, said, my child's crying every night. I don't know what's going on. Like, what's happening in this classroom? This is not my kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember being out in the hallway with her. She had a tape recorder with her. I asked her what it was for. She said she was just taking it back to the office, but it wasn't. It was to record me mm-hmm. giving her answers. And she was asking me, had she ever done anything to me? This is me and this adult woman that I'm terrified of in the hallway having this conversation. Had she ever done anything to me? 
Had she ever hurt me in any way? Did I want to be in the other classroom? The answer was a major hell yes. I want to be in the other classroom. But can I say that as a, how old are you in second grade? Seven, what, eight. Seven, eight, yeah. As a seven-year-old, am I going to say this to this woman that I'm so terrified woman of? that's making kids piss on themselves all day? Exactly. Exactly. So I said no. And of course, I ended up staying in her classroom the whole the whole year. Mm. Um, so it kind of was traced back to that. Um, but I, I don't know. It seems weird. It, one has nothing to do with the other. I think it's a complete just like lack of control that uh, that's why it upsets me so much. And just logistically, it doesn't make sense. I think pilots are just human beings and they make mistakes all the time. I, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's extremely irrational. So yeah, that's my biggest fear. I do have a no. fear of flying. Not, it's pretty extreme, but controllable. But I have, um, I have I, a lot of fears actually. I, I know when that I never had a fear of flying until I became an aircraft mechanic. Uh, see, and then it was like, I'm relying on the people on the ground and then I think about, you know, what me and some of my crew were doing, you know, last weekend and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, right. That plane is in our hands type of thing. You know what right. I mean? And it scares the shit out of me. So now, you know, like when I'm going aboard in the plane, I'm thinking about that crew. Right. That if you don't screw in this screw, right, this whole fucking plane is going to fall out right. of the sky. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just, I have to sit back and grip the chair. Taking off and landing. Take it. If we can get in the air and we're gliding without turbulence. Oh, yeah. Turbulence okay. is big for me, too. Yeah. But taking off and landing, I'm, I have to close my eyes. I'm clenching. One time I thought I was clenching the arm <laughs> of the <laughs> chair and I really had like this person's arm and I don't even know who they are. And I'm like, Oh my god! And then it's like when we landed, I like I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, you're okay. And I literally had like you can see, <laughs> like when I let go, my handprint on their wrist. Oh, that, that's funny. So yeah. One time I flew, and my brother, <laughs> I I flew to Atlanta, and and my youngest brother flew from um, Tennessee to Atlanta, and we got on the same flight from Atlanta to Philadelphia. And we didn't sit together. We sat across from each other or kind of. And he said, when he got off the plane, he said, I am so happy that I did not take my first flight with you. I would never have gotten on another plane. And we didn't even sit next to each other. (laughs) He was like, you are ridiculous. You need to calm it the hell down. You know, I just can't take it. I can't take it. Yeah. I, I mean, I was in first class on that one flight, by the way. Because that's just where they sat me. I cried the whole time. We It was turbulent from Charleston all the way to Philadelphia. That was another time I flew to Philadelphia. It it was turbulent the whole time. Yeah. Mm. I don't like it. When we were on our way back from Hawaii, we had to fly through a thunderstorm. I wasn't scared at all. It was the most intriguing thing ever. Like, oh my gosh, you know, because you can see all of it. Yeah. But let that happen today. Oh, God. I get migraines. So. From flying, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel well either. That's the other part. So mm-hmm. physically, I don't feel good, and then mentally, I'm a disaster area. Yeah, I go, yeah. but I always uh, like if I go for work, I always tell them I need like, well, we can't work the same day we travel anyway. But I need that extra day. Like I can't. I always let them know I can't go straight to work after I travel mm-hmm. on a plane. All right, let's do one more question. Mm-hmm. Holiday, did you want to tell us your biggest fear? Not being able to take care of my family. 
Okay. Aww. So sweet. The only fear I have, that's why, even though. So you I, were fearless before you got married and had kids. Yeah, I didn't care what I did. Like, really? 100%. I know. <laughs> 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 okay, I have a feeling all uh, the, the all of these answers might be the same. But what is I should say, excluding children, what is your proudest accomplishment? But then I don't know what the children hell. Children are not my proudest accomplishment. <laughs> well, then what are they? <laughs> and I was thinking the same. <laughs> Oh, we are terrible parents. <laughs> terrible parents. <laughs> um. Y'all aren't right. Because <laughs> y'all's kids can't listen to this podcast. Mm. Oh, I hope nobody grows up and tells them or they find this oh, recording Riley likes later to listen on. To it. Oh, but, um, Riley asked no, me. No, I love my kids dearly. Like, I wouldn't, you know, take them back. I mean, trade them. Like, you know. <laughs> take them back to where? <laughs> where the hell did you get them from? I wouldn't, you know. Hold up. I would we got not some conspiracy theory you know, shit going on. Just, Kelly said she's going to take her kids back to where? Right. Like, I, I I wouldn't go back. I wouldn't, you know. I love it. It's frustrating. Kelly loves her as kids. As it could be. But I do love my kids. Kelly does love her kids. But I would say. Kelly does. Y'all are having up. to say that a lot. It's making me think that maybe <laughs> Kelly does not love her well, kids. Right now, it's no. some very trying times because, you know, it's 24-7 in the house with all of them and trying to explain to them why, you know. No, I'm just saying Kelly loves her kids. Don't ask me. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, it's extremely challenging. And plus, I'm in right now, my life is that age group that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty much that two to probably 18. seven. <laughs> like that five years is five years of complete torture and I have three of them in mm. that age group right now and they and it's me for everything like they're not thirsty or hungry until they see me I like I can be in my office working all day long right holiday can be in the kitchen with them I walk out I'm hungry I'm thirsty you got a whole dad right there you wasn't hungry or thirsty you know you waited till you see me to be hungry or thirsty. And if they got food and drink in front of them, they want something different. They as want, soon as you come so, around, <laughs> can I have some more? And then they're drinking whatever's in their cup mm. because I, I, they just feel like I have to, you know. Just because I you see me doesn't mean I have to do something for you. But anyway, she's so nice. I'm. I, anyway, she's the nice one. Yeah, I am the nice Is one she? compared to him. Yes, mm-hmm. really. Yes, I am the very nice. I'm one. the playful one, but I'm like very stern. Like I play with him, but I'm very stern. Like I say no in a second. Yeah, I but I can mean, call Holiday. He can be at the uh, studio at the studio, and I can call him and be like, "Hey, babe, I got you on speaker. Tell Boo Boo to go to bed." And then he'd be like, "Go to bed, Boo Boo," and then he'll be in his room, lay down, and go to sleep. But I, that's after I've spent 30 minutes telling him to go lay down. And then he's, no, I want to listen. I want to listen. And it's like, okay, well, then listen to me and go lay down. You know, no, no, I'm going to listen. And then I'd be like, I'm going to call your daddy. No, no, no. <laughs> like, I used to be able to just go holiday and he wouldn't even be home. And it would be like, they would disperse. They oh. would do exactly what I tell them to do. I love it. I love it. 
But All right. Well, I what's your proudest were. accomplishment then? <laughs> so my proudest <laughs> taking family out of it. Well, I can't take the family out of it. Oh. Well, I would say my proudest accomplishment probably is the success inside of my family. Like, period. Like, the life that I'm living right now, like, actually in a loving marriage, you know what I mean? Having having the... Oh, y'all like each other? We, we do. love each other. We love uh, each other. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I love my wife. Like, but I ain't gonna tell her. <laughs> Don't let her get all cocky, but you, know, you know. I feel like I have... Um, like, I'm living the American dream. You know what I mean? I have right. the job. I work for a wonderful company. I have the kids. Like, I got the house. I got the man. I got everything that people dream of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, you know, because um, I had somebody say something to me before trying to kind of demote my um, success as, Oh, you just married a man with money. Well, let me tell you something. He didn't have, we didn't have any of this shit when we first got together. You know what I mean? Like, we were both broke as hell. Like, we built this empire. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, that's why there's exactly. And that's the reason why, like, I feel like that's my greatest accomplishment Mm -hmm. because we did build this together. Mm -hmm. Like, we absolutely did. Yeah. Neither one of us infringed on the other's success. Mm -hmm. We were all, we both worked towards what we have right now. Like, I went back to school. I had two kids when I was in school getting my accounting degree, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I took, I went back to school full-time, had a full-time job, had two babies. The only time that I missed one quarter of school that whole time was when I just had Riley and he got in that motorcycle accident. And I took one um, quarter off. Yeah. Because I was literally, while he was in the uh, hospital bed, broken half, I was sitting next to him on a couch doing finals. Okay, like submitting the last page. Who's that? <laughs> hey. Hi. Hi, Mackenzie. Howdy. You're you're on. You're on our podcast. We try to actually get you here. Oh you're, well, I was gonna ask you a question, Mom. Is it yeah. is it personal? No, not I mean not really. I got you on the mic, so go for it. Okay, <laughs> so for your for dad, you guys are going to Hilton Head on coming up weekend right yeah well i'm off on dad's actual birthday i could just drive up and hang out for the day all right i'll call you back okay all right bye i thought it was gonna be a good question yeah i know sometimes (laughs) this girl sometimes lord that's why i was like uh you on the mic so anyway yeah i mean i hear that i my my um girl who does my hair she was asking me like because we were talking i'm taking joe to, to hilton head for his birthday so we were talking about like how what we do when we're on vacation and I was like, you know, Joe likes to we can only do so much sitting. Joe likes to mm-hmm. be doing stuff and so do I. But Joe likes to be like stand up paddleboarding and I like to be like getting a massage. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> so she was saying, Well, where do you guys like have common ground? Because we are so different. Mm-hmm. But the thing is is exactly what you just said. Where we have common ground is where it is so much more important than like stand up paddleboarding versus going mm-hmm. to the spa. We got married young, we we built everything we had. We've had crazy highs and lows from mm-hmm. the perspective of like money or, you know, uh, success or, you know, any of that and we have 
worked through all of that together, you know, over mm-hmm. the course of 20 years, you know, and so do we have a ton of stuff in common? No, probably not. But what we do have in common, you can't you just can't you can't take that away, right. you know. And I feel like not having those things in common is what give us gives us our common ground because right. we you know, you're supposed to complement each other. Right. And one person cannot compliment the other if you're doing the same thing. It almost right. turns into a competition, I believe. Okay, so. that's funny because I said to Holiday that Joe ruined the podcasting experience for me because Joe <laughs> started his own podcast which is so annoying (laughs) so uh, on so many levels to me just because it's like I've been a mother and then a realtor with no hobbies or like outside interests for so many years finally my kids are to a point where like I can do something fun for myself and then we get this podcast and I'm doing Mm -hmm. a couple other little fun crafty type things and then this motherfucker has to go get a, get a podcast why <laughs> and he ain't even had time he, to do the podcast with me for like a year and a half hello and he trains from he runs marathons mm-hmm. you know he he what else does he do he does all that shit he does all <laughs> kinds of stupid shit he's all he all he's he has more hobbies than a, a normal person why has he got to add podcasting <laughs> mm-hmm. my husband kind of forced me into podcasting well, yeah, and then I was like, come be my co-host on this and thing. And he knew that I wasn't going to tell you no. Yeah. yeah. So. She needed to be. She, Kelly has a personality that people need to know. Yeah. And that's why I be getting on her about being so in close to everything. Yeah. I talk to who I want to talk to when I want to talk to him. And, and then she it. knows when she opens up, everybody loves her. So Not everybody. She just don't want to open up. And it's funny that, like, um, I have a fear of rejection, but then at the same token, it's like if I believe heavily about something, you know, and when I say that, it's not to an extent of where I'm not open to hear another side. But once I've, you know, weighed out all the options and came to my conclusion and, you know, and it's set it's like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Right. You know, but it's just an initial, um, I'm not going to just put myself out there for people to give me their feedback. You right. know what I mean? Right. But if casually speaking or something like that, I'm more, I'm better, a lot better face to face talking. I might open up a little bit better as long as I'm, um, comfortable with that person or I should say like that person because I don't really like that many people yeah like I have a lot of people that I love now but that's an accumulation over the years you know what I mean right but I don't just well and I, I mean I'm, I don't. The, I'm kind of the same way I mean I think yeah. people see me as really outgoing and extroverted but the mm-hmm. reality is and I do present myself that way and I I am that way in a lot of ways but a hundred percent of the time I would just rather be by myself. Yeah, same here. Because I don't have a lot of opportunity to be by myself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so literally, like, quarantine, (laughs) I'm not that mad at it. I'm not either. I mean, I hate the fact that people are dying, and this is really, really, really terrible. But, I mean, being at home isn't bad to me. It's not bad to me. The only thing that sometimes frustrates me is that the few times that I do want to get up and go do something yes. that I can't, you right, know, right. And it's like, 
you I know, know, but well, and I think I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, okay, let's. It'd be nice to do something, like a girls have nights, a movie. Like, like, can we go to a movie? I mean, I can't tell you. We yeah. have watched every damn thing on Netflix. It's I've read so many have damn you watched, books. Um, the Old Guard. I watch. I read a lot. Mm. Uh uh-uh. uh Watch that on Netflix. We watched that last night for our movie I night. Didn't even and fall it was asleep. great. Yeah, or the date Old night. Guard. The Old Guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good movie. Is it about war? No. Uh, well, kind of. It's, but no. But no, it's not a war movie. No, no. Okay, I'll have to look. Check it out. It's got Charlize. Um, oh, Theron. Yeah. I don't know none of them people's name. But um, really good movie. Oh, oh it it's a, actually, a superhero movie. Uh, sort of. Yeah. It's it's about immortals. Okay. But it's very Joe interesting. Like that. It's got 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was in Netflix's top 10. So normally Holiday, when we do, when Holiday and I do our date nights, we put on a movie to fall asleep to. Like we're usually asleep within the first 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and that's me <laughs> getting exciting. to the 15-minute part because he barely makes it through the opening, opening credits. credits. I always wake up in the morning and watch it again yeah. before everybody wakes up. So... <laughs> But last night, like, hell, we didn't even turn the lights off. It was like we were stuck. Like, we, because oh, we, really? we were, like, eating, you know. So we had the lights on, and normally, after we get done eating, we'll turn off the lights and lay on the bed, and then it's a wrap, you know. Yeah. But last night, I mean. You were sucked we, in. It was really good. And it was good from the start. As a matter of fact, we watched the trailer first, and it was like <laughs> watching the trailer. I was like, yeah, let's watch this. You know what I mean? So it was, the okay. trailer was really Whoa. good. Okay. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, this long but good. It was just like, right. <laughs> this but anyway, now I feel like I've seen the whole movie. But anyway, but um, yeah, uh, it's worth it. Okay, it well, what was it. the question? Um, proudest accomplishment. Proudest yeah. accomplishment. Your turn. Oh, I didn't say what my proudest accomplishment is. Um, I mean, definitely my kids. You know, I mean, outside of family. Oh, um, I think my success, financial success. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And yeah. I mean, that shit was hard as fuck. When I hacked into your bank account, I was I was proud of you. Yeah, so proud. You yeah. said when you dipped in her bank account, he hacked into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it it that was very difficult to do. I mean, it was very difficult not to take some money out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it. It, it really I. If you knew my background and kind of like my whole, all my siblings have multiple degrees. Two of them mm-hmm. have MBAs. You know, my youngest brother is a physical therapist. I mean, and then I didn't complete college because I got married and had mm-hmm. started having kids really young. Mm-hmm. So I, that was like one of those things that like I felt like, okay, well, I can't do anything because I didn't get my education mm-hmm. and I don't have any like path of what I'm going to do and so there were a few and I so I raised kids for a few years and then there were a few years where I did just kind of little businesses that I started because I wanted to be able to be home with the kids as much as possible mm-hmm. and I testing the waters yeah and I mean I kind of just did them halfway and you know the kids were still little so it was hard to like put your whole self into that and then um in 2008 in the financial crisis I decided to get my real estate license and I thought I'm just going to get it. I'm going to learn as much as I can. I'm not expecting to make money really at this point because Mm -hmm. the market was so terrible. I mean, I knew going in that it was bad. I didn't realize the extent to which it was going to last. Um, 
And I mean, it was it was insane seeing like the top agents in our office going to work at Boeing, quitting and going to work at Boeing, you know, losing their homes. I mean, it was it was nuts. Um, But I mean, I just stuck to it and thought when the market comes back, because eventually it will. We're not Mm -hmm. a collapsed society like I'll be ready. You know, and it, and before the market came back is when I really started like picking up. And I have some questions. Tell it. Not now. Oh, okay. Just remind me when we cut off that I have some questions about the market. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the but, market's yeah. wild right now. So anyway, yeah. I mean, I think that's for me. There's really like two main factors in my life, my family and my job. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's good, but that's also not great. Like at a certain point, like. And which is one of the things I'm, I've realized through the, the pandemic is like you really do need to focus on yourself, your your own personal internal happiness mm-hmm. and, you know, doing things for your your physical and mental health that keep you going. Yeah, I agree. And not just drinking vodka and root beer all day. That's right. So this was like an eight-hour podcast. You just drink or? all night. Yeah, I do. Like, and then so he's like an extremely early riser. Yeah, something else that adds to you know our differences. But like, I am. I'm a night owl. Like, yeah, me too. So I'm coming, getting into bed at one o'clock in the morning. His alarm is going off at three. You know why? So just why not? Sometimes it's, it's just too ridiculous. early, though. I have too much stuff to do. I still don't what time do you holiday? Do you remember my reaction when you um the first time I heard your seven o'clock alarm that went off? Like he had an alarm that went off at seven o'clock in the morning on a good Saturday, but his phone is upstairs in the bedroom and he's downstairs, <laughs> and his fucking alarm is going off at seven o'clock in the morning on Saturday, and I'm like, and it's and it's dated. I mean, it's named um like lazy something like if he slept past basically that was an alarm if he slept until seven o'clock he considered himself it was like lazy boy alarm or something like that's the latest he needs to be in the bed well i didn't go to sleep last night until like two mm. and i got up at nine i think 10 30 i think I'm i tired. got in the bed at like one Four. and i was up at seven because oh no remember when you said when you were leaving mm-hmm. and then i was like well boo boo will be up in a minute you probably didn't even get that door closed mm. and he was in my room. And when he gets up, he's he's his father's child. When he wakes up, he is full force and ready. Like That's too early. I told him, I said, sit down in the chair. I'm gonna turn on the TV because it's still too early. And then he sits down. And then I said, No, as a matter of fact, go get me a pull-up. He goes and gets a pull-up. I change him and I was like, now sit down. Mommy wants to lay here for a little bit longer. He's like, okay, sits down. Then he starts talking. And then it was like I dozed off. And woke up and he was gone. And I was like, boo-boo. And I'm like yelling for him because I'm still not getting out the bed, you know? Yeah. Boo-boo, where are you at? He was like, I'm downstairs. What are you doing? Waiting to eat. He had put himself in the high chair. He was just sitting there oh. like, this Hungry. bitch don't bring her ass downstairs and feed me. <laughs> he does that. He, he'll, and then he'll get stuck in the high chair. Oh, God. Yeah. But anyway. All right. Well, this was kind of a... Just a fun. Hey, yeah. So if y'all would have let me record in the beginning, y'all would have had three episodes. Because this one is 51 minutes long. There you go. Let's see. 
Yeah, but in the beginning, we were also, she was taking Cincy orders from me. I know, you know right? what I mean? Stuff like, y'all could have did out, outside. That's not interesting. I got another recording now. <laughs> All right, you could uh, do the off thing. Oh, yeah, my, oh. my greatest accomplishment. Yes. Oh. Building that house. Mm-mm. It always has something to do with him only. Motorcycle. Well, I said <laughs> without family being in it. Yeah. Your know. greatest accomplishment was surviving a deadly, deadly motorcycle, motorcycle accident. accident. Yep. And Since a deadly you're... car accident. You know, I'm like the Lunchpad McQuack of like. The what? Lunchpad McQuack. You ain't never seen your own DuckTales? Oh, yeah. But I don't I remember that. Everything except for a, a flying vehicle. And, and I'm trying to get my pilot license after I um, graduate. A goat? A boat. Um. Oh, you wrecked a boat? Technically, I have. So, so now you're going to try to wreck a plane. Let me not fly with him. <laughs> ever. I'm, not. I'm not. Ever. Uh, okay, on that note. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I have a greatest accomplishment outside of my family. Well, I can't say her greatest. What about your though. master's degree or your business? You you built this studio we're sitting in. Yep. But it's COVID time, and I ain't. It's we're well, just floating right now. I guess my greatest accomplishment outside of family would be um, the distraction network. There you go. And my goal to make America America. So hopefully, on November the fourth, I will have a greatest accomplishment because I will feel like I got that. Oh, no political stuff here. But hopefully I was about on, to say on, vote for holiday for president. <laughs> holiday for president twenty twenty four. I know. And holiday already said he would he would hit me up as the VP. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'll be down with that. VP doesn't have to do shit. Nope. We'll be sitting drinking vodka and root beer. <laughs> holiday <laughs> holiday be giving his State of the Union. I'll be back there with my chalice. Oh, you don't like root beer. <laughs> that That's okay. Be I got a you lot of other vodka I with enjoy. something else. <laughs> And right. eating cake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> eating my baked goods. Oh, where's the vice president with the first lady? There you go. <laughs> right. Those two bitches. Yeah. Um, I'm for it. I like it. Me too. Me too. I'll be better than Kanye West. Yeah, because Kanye West was just a, a distraction, like, a mm-hmm. literal distraction. I, I mean, have completely wrote him off. He's right there where R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, I'm... Um, I'm done. Easy now. As Easy. far as how I view him. Oh. Not that he did anything as bad as R. Kelly, but it's just one of them artists that I'm writing them off like they never existed. Uh-huh. So. He was like, my mind's telling me no, but the Trumps are, the Trumps are telling me yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's face. <laughs> so bring that voting poll here. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's been fun. Has it? Has it been fun? It really has. Okay. So, for me at least. Dinner time. Yeah, I do have a pot roast in the crock pot. Mm. Awesome. So, okay, friends. Well, we will hopefully see you. Well, not see you, but be back sooner rather than later and we're recording from Link's recording studio (laughs) in Somerville Somerville, South Carolina (laughs) and you can find us on Facey Space at 
what the hell is the name of our podcast? In, in your, your shoes, shoes, the podcast. <laughs> and you're probably listening to us on iTunes. But if not, we're on iTunes. And anything else? You are on the Distraction Network front page. Front page. What he said. We not on the front page of no iTunes. <laughs> anything else? But y'all can help mm-hmm. us get there. By subscribing. Yeah. yeah. And leaving little comments and tidbits. There you go. Tidbits. Not All right, y'all. It's been fun. <laughs> They'll holler. Bye. Bye-bye now.